Oh, it's so wonderful to see you again. Come in and unwind. Welcome back to the Celestial Cafe, a podcast for the magical mind. So come, take a seat. Would you like something sweet? A star drop potion for the soul? Maybe an enchanted eclair as a treat? I just baked a batch of warm cookies with a dash of moonlight. I wonder what will happen if you take a little bite. Here is your bewitching beverage. Let each sip melt your worries away. It's time to open your mind. I wonder what magic awaits us today. I am one of your hosts, Hey Shady Lady, and I'm chilling, hanging out with my broken arm. Everything is 10,000 times harder, but I'm officially tomorrow's four weeks since I broke my arm. So I think I'm halfway through the, the worst part of recovery. A couple of weeks, I should be able to get my cast off. So I'm I'm vibing. Who else do we have with us today? It's me. Uh, hi, I'm Dootsley. I am one of the hosts here. I am predominantly a tarot reader, so I'm happy to be a part of this episode in particular. Tarot is my lifeblood. It's my favorite language to speak during the full moon podcasts. I usually fulfill the astrology section, but this is, I'm far more comfortable here to talk about tarot, uh, what it means, what it stands for, uh, and its magic all wrapped up in one so i'm happy to be here to talk about that today um i'm fuchsia and i normally like on our traditional like full moon podcast i cover the sabbats and the like upcoming season uh seasonal vibes i love tarot i have way way too many tarot decks so like expect me to be i have them all next to me so expect me to like be pulling them out at random just be like awesome. i have a lot so don't be surprised <laughs> <laughs> ha and i'm panthera and i'm the Pharaohwood witch um <laughs> i also do tarot here on twitch although not this week hee um maybe not next week we will see i'm taking a bit of a break Summer is hard. You man. got a lot like, of I, stuff going on right now. I can't right now. I'm struggling. Um, <laughs> those of you guys who don't know me, I'm currently working the Renaissance Fair every weekend through July and August. So what was like a nice, nice two day weekend for me is now work. And then I'm having a really hard time balancing my normal work with that work. And it's, it's so much fun, but I'm, I'm very overwhelmed right now. So yeah. I'm trying to do some back end work in the meantime, uh, and just give myself a little break from from the public <laughs> at the moment. But I am an educational witchcraft content creator. I make YouTube videos as well as blog posts. Um, you can find me on like Instagram, all the all of the various platforms <laughs> at Fairwood Farmer at Pinther the Fairwood Witch. Um, but yeah, I am also a tarot reader. So I'm excited as well. This tonight's gonna be fun. Surprise! We all read tarot. Yeah, oh, what a shock! What? It's almost like we knew that when we picked this topic. <laughs> <laughs> welcome in everyone. Thank you so much for joining, uh, and welcome back to the Celestial Cafe podcast. We meet up twice a month to chat about various witchy subjects. One once a month we talk about whatever full moon is happening that month, and the other one is a various spiritual subject. So this month we're going to be chatting all about tarot, um, and it happens to be the new moon today. Uh, new moon in Leo, yeah, right, Dukes? Happy. Happy new moon. This should be, uh, it's trine Jupiter. Uh, that's a beautiful placement. I feel oh, like, yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot of We're rebirth. Definitely a big, 
magnifying glass on our feelings and big magnifying glass on um, big ideas and big plans that we have, uh, sort of birthing them, I think is a good mindset to have with confidence, right? That Leo, that Leonid confidence that is just so natural in all Shout out to uh, Leo's, by the way. Happy Leo season. I was trying Leo, to find Leo. a way to say dramatic without like the negative connotation. Con- confidence. Is oh, like, but, but like, super... like big drama. You could like, call, like, them thes- like... call them thespians instead. I was going to say. <laughs> I, I think the I think Aries are the dra- dramatics here. Oh my god, don't let my sister hear you. <laughs> oh. But yeah, uh we chat about uh good old witchy subjects every month. We also are available on all of the podcasting apps. So if you're listening on, on podcasting apps, if you could take a minute after you listen to this episode and leave us a review, that is really helpful for the show. It helps us get in that little in that little podcast algorithm, you know. And we are also, if you don't know, we do a video podcast format of this as well, and that's up on our YouTube channel. And you can find a link to the we got to hit 100 subscribers on youtube for before we get the custom oh. url so for now it's it's a bunch of gibberish letters but you could always go to celestialcafe.org we're making progress on that though so. we are yeah. is that right is it yeah, yeah. celestialcafe.org and you'll get links to all of our social media and you'll also be able to see the most recent episodes and yeah, we got 19 uh, subscribers on youtube look at that we only got 81 more to go we're small but fierce and i'm very confident and proud of what we're doing with celestial cafe so i'm excited to see where we're going to go over the next year together. We also do this podcast live. We record it live on Twitch. So that happens on my Twitch channel, uh, Hey Shady Lady, twice a month. Um, So you could be here live and get a little hello uh, from us if you're hanging out in the chat, if you would like to. And you're welcome to join our Discord server too so you can get notifications when we go live. And that's all of our our little social media spiel. Now we're going to jump into the meat of the episode that's that's not true that's not what we're drinking we're gonna we're gonna jump into the second appetizer (laughs) (laughs) so we're this is the celestial cafe podcast this is the cocktail hour yes Yes. we do love our beverages here so everybody in chat let us know what you're sipping on today what you have to drink i'm not very uh esoteric today i'm just drinking a dr pepper (laughs) just a good old soda hours out here no coffee no tea just just a good old delicious Dr. Pepper. And of course, my water bottle. Yes, I too have water, but today's drink, I made a peach tea. Yummy. With oat milk. But I am drinking, this is just like a standard black tea. It's just English tea. I was stuck between this and a rose tea, but I, I just really wanted like just a solid tea tonight. Yeah. But I got my, my giant Deadpool mug because I needed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking my orange citrus. It's my positivity tea. And Your the tag positivity. Says, yes. My positivity. Um, it says, celebrate your successes and failures. Both required great courage. Aww. Which is actually um, relevant to the YouTube video I put out yesterday. I talked oh, about yeah. that. And I've got my water and I've got my Coke Zero Cherry. Hey, you're ready. Ooh. You got it Sorry. all. So today's episode is kind of a um, covering our basics sort of episode. We're going to start at the ground up and kind of expand on topics throughout the years, question mark, that we're doing the podcast, however however long, I don't want to jinx it, however long we're running. So we're going to start, we thought we would we would go ahead and just cover a good old, you know, we started, we got y'all with episode one of how we found our spiritual path. So here we are in episode three, and we're going to talk about how we got into tarot. We have a couple of different subjects specifically around tarot as well. We're going to cover what is tarot, 
how we got into reading tarot, our favorite tarot resources and how to learn or how we've learned and how we use tarot in our practice. So let's let's start at the beginning. What is tarot? I did not prepare a research course on this at all. So I think <laughs> I, can, we're, I can jump in here. I think we're going to be winging it. Dukes, take uh, it away. So what is tarot? I also think that a helpful answer to what is tarot is also what isn't tarot, especially when we get into the esoteric side of it. But tarot and its literality, cool word, is that it is a deck of 78 cards. It is divided into two sections. There is a major arcana and a minor arcana. There are 22 major arcanas and, ooh, someone's going to have to give me the number for this. How many minor? uh, 64. 50. Oh. 50. Well, if it's 78 minus 22, it's got to be 56. 56. There it is. 56 (laughs) sounds correct. 56 minor. Wow. We are. Look at us. (laughs) I I, I got it. (laughs) Uh, And and, and it is uh, originally started as a playing deck uh, for games, for for thrills, for laughs, probably for gambling. And I forget, this is not a history lesson, so forgive me, but what I, I forget that there was a group of individuals and also the the actual history of tarot is pretty debated. Where 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 did it stem from esoterically? Some people say Romania, some well, people say- Well, and then say... we get into semantics because tarot is a specific form of, what is it, cardamancy? Yes, um, yeah. so... cardamancy has been around for a lot longer as And cardamancy well is- with Random cards. Is for... reading fortune or, or mm-hmm. divination with cards, various forms of right. cards. So yeah. so there's there's a lot to break down here, but the, the point of this isn't to get necessarily into the history. I was thinking earlier and I was but... like, we're, we're, this isn't so much like a, like a factual, like no. educational mm-hmm. podcast yeah. as it is. We talk about our feelings. And if you, mm-hmm. if you learn a little but... bit from it, then that's, that's good. But we're definitely not touting ourselves mm-hmm. as historians. No. <laughs> definitely not. But I, I think the big thing, I, I figured that's the basics. Italy. Also, check out Italy. Cool country. Uh, <laughs> just check out Italy. <laughs> uh, no, no, like the, Italy so is a lot my of favorite tarot. food. Yeah. Ooh, oh my gosh, I've been eating so much Italian food lately. It's just so great. <laughs> I think it's cool though. Yeah. If you're not super familiar with tarot, that the minor arcana is literally uh the the typical 52 card playing deck except yes. you heard us say 56 cards earlier there's one extra court card so in a in a regular playing deck you have the ace through the 10 and then you have a jack queen king in a tarot deck you have the ace through the 10 and depending on the deck it's typically uh, a page a knight a queen and a king um so the page and the knight kind of got merged into the jack card in a regular playing card deck mm-hmm. or when tarot started to spawn out of it it got separated into a page and a knight sometimes Sometimes you'll see a princess card um, depending on the tarot deck and there's other ways that people will kind of phrase these but um, it's it's these are the court cards uh, my the hardest ones for me to master have certainly been the court cards of the various mm-hmm. um, but we also we have the four suits of uh, tarot uh, wands Oh God, help me! Wands, cups, cups swords, pentacles. and pentacles. Swords. Wands, yeah. cups, swords, pentacles, and the wands <laughs> correspond to the clubs in a playing card deck. Uh, swords <laughs> correspond to the spades. Cups correspond to the heart. Pentacles correspond to the diamonds. So it's a little easier to kind of visualize a tarot deck. And whatever I'm talking to people who are not like they don't know anything about tarot, I usually resort to or revert to 
playing card deck terminology because they are familiar with, oh, I know what a diamond is. I know what a heart is. I know what a spade is. And then I can I can kind of help them ease into tarot a little bit more like that. So the major arcana are the fool's journey, a story, yes. um, a tale of our little fool going through the universe and meeting all of these different characters and experiencing these different major spiritual archetypes and tropes. And to be clear, like the fool is not like negative connotation. It's just like, someone who like doesn't know anything and they're going on this journey and learning everything fresh 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 little little innocent energy open open to anything open to the endless possibilities the ups the downs the lefts and the rights it's interesting because it always ends up looping back to the beginning Mm -hmm. anyway uh there's there's never really a definitive ending literally (laughs) uh and so, but I assume the reason why everyone's here is to talk about the esoteric cardamancy aspects of tarot. That's kind of why I brought up well, earlier. What what isn't tarot as well? Yeah. Because I think that tarot confuses a lot of people at first glance. We look at media and we see these mysterious gilded, uh, hovering <laughs> fortune tellers uh, <laughs> as a as a protagonist approaches them, and they're draped in this beautiful velvet in these dark rooms, and they deliver omens of the future oftentimes is how we see tarot p- depicted in these modern day uh media representations yeah and uh as you can imagine it, it runs a little lighter <laughs> than that and and not saying that perhaps that isn't entirely possible with tarot but i would say that the average person is not going to be activating tarot in quite that way i mean uh, it's not an easy well, thing to get into at us. like we're we're totally fulfilling that stereotype right here <laughs> all of us draped in velvet dark red. delicious dark velvet yeah <laughs> oh and i think one thing too is getting into tarot is kind of specifically meant to be intimidating or at least has been for a very long time there are the the rumors about how you cannot purchase your own tarot deck right it has to be gifted to you even like going and getting your tarot cards read at a shop very often the reader is doing very large spreads there's a lot of cards yeah. going out it's very overwhelming Um, And just like the number of cards itself, right? Like there's so many options. There's so many variations, even just with the basic three card spread being like the common go-to. That is like how many options, (laughs) like combinations that you can get. And then throw reversals in the mix. Yeah. Exactly. So Yeah, you're doubling the deck. It's what, 156 cards at that point? (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Yes. And wow, absolutely. three different mad. cards and different orders. That's so many different possibilities, right, that you can pull. So from at first glance, it's, it's very, very intimidating. And I think for a long time, that was kind of on purpose. But it we're kind be. of starting to get I, away from that. And, and it, it also, it, it would have been a craft that was, it passed down through word of mouth, taught by people, in some ways probably culturally shared uh, mm-hmm. with people that are close yeah. to them. I, I think that what I like about tarot and i i like that it's becoming more mainstream is that it's such a powerful self-exploration tool um and i think that everybody should have access to understanding 
the soul's journey and how to to interact with some of the energies that you have to encounter as your your soul is uh, evolving um and this is this is something i wanted to, to talk about a little bit too is that there's so many different layers to how you could read tarot um you could be very superficial and surface level i i should i break up with my boyfriend should i get this job opportunity you know what is my next week gonna look like in tarot and you wake up from dreams and you're like whoa i dreamed about my friends from high school and that was that was you know surface level stuff stuff that's just the your narrative of your life right the 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 stuff that you'd see in a movie and even things as mundane as like what should i have for dinner yeah (laughs) mundane is a good word as well um just the just the regular old shit of life and then there's and i'm sure there's more than just these two major when i've been doing this my esoteric deep dive with the midnight study sesh series it's there's this top layer surface of like the fool is like fresh new beginnings and a clean slate and innocence and a leap of faith and uh sometimes being a little uh over eager and making a mistake and hurting yourself or or you know fail like stumbling and falling or something but then there's a an an esoteric the occult the hidden the and the much deeper more spiritually philosophical the the fool is literally the soul plunging into carnation in the physical realm that is earth and it's the soul's journey through litter and then that and this in this esoteric interpretation of tarot the death card is literal death and everything that happens after the death card is is things that the soul is encountering in that corporeal yes corporeal versus incorporeal so you've got the first bit of the the major arcana where the fool is carnated in a physical realm and the second half of the major arcana where the fool is a a incorporeal little i don't even know you know a wisp a little wisp of of existence that's interacting with with all of these entities and in the you know the whole whatever there's two major layers to tarot and i think this and this quadruples the cards at this point (laughs) because now there's the upright and reversals of the mundane and there's the upright and the reversals of the esoteric and i think this is why when i first got into tarot i felt incredibly overwhelmed is i felt like i needed to understand i i felt like i needed to have spiritual enlightenment to know all of the tarot like cards language, right like mm-hmm. learning the language of tarot yes when you're when you're looking at it it's literally way, a like, language yeah it's a language absolutely sure. astrology is also a language and when you mm-hmm. look at tarot it often links up with astrology symbols in the card readings like the fool i believe is linked with Uranus mm-hmm. uh other things like this so I think the devil is linked with Capricorn they they kind of correspond with different astrology signs and when this is why I think it's I've been learning astrology and tarot side by side is because it helps me get a deeper understanding of both the astrology mm-hmm. and the tarot um because it's like oh now I understand that Capricorn is like it's linked with the devil card so I understand a little bit more about Capricorn people capricorn energy capricorn you know um there's definitely a marriage that happens i i that i love to see and not necessarily that you need to know astrology in order to comprehend tarot but i think it adds such a nice cosmic dimension to cardboard yeah (laughs) (laughs) these magical pieces of cardboard i'm Um, still i'm still like learning astrology well in general but also like the astrology of the cards but like once i started learning it just gave me like this uh, this new depth to the cards and i'm just like oh yeah that that makes sense and sometimes i'm like i can tie this to like aries and then i'm like well i now it helps me remember the cards and like more interpretation because i'm like 
Aries, fiery, passionate. Like uh, so. the Emperor is just a walking Aries individual. You know, yeah. it's and and to people just listening in, they're like, that's nice. But to those who know and understand tarot and astrology, they're like, okay, yeah, I can encapsulate this this Aries, Martian, uh, <laughs> fiery energy, right? right. That archetype that both of those things um, are under. Mm-hmm. Right? Egotistic that... little ruling with exactly. an iron fist ass. Archetypes of like Aries, the god, right? And mm-hmm. like where yes. God where of War. And so then it links with, with Mars. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so there's there's layers it's here. fluid that's what's cool about it is is tarot and astrology uh, uh, as, as a subject for me to study has has just been so much fun because it there's so many rabbit holes to fall down and it's like no this is why i think i'll always have imposter syndrome with tarot um and and astrology too but like tarot because i feel like I'll never learn everything there is to learn about it. So I'll never feel like an expert. I feel like that's the thing but with that's... like all of witchcraft though. Like oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's in a constant state of wonder and learning. Like that's that's part that's... of the thing is just like buckle up because this ride never ends. Like, yeah. you know, like so. that's constantly life. growing upon itself. It's constantly snowballing into greater understanding. There's, there's cards, of course, like I've been reading tarot for over 10 years now and I still pick up cards and I am reflecting and gaining new information and guidance from it that I normally would not have tapped into maybe five years ago. It's such like a soul's eye view <laughs> that it's everyone's going to be able to view it differently and and extensively and dynamically. And that, that's why we need more tarot readers. We need more insight. We need more people and their beautiful brains to look into these cards and share uh, with each other. This is a conversation, tarot, astrology, all these things are also conversations mm. to be had. We can't just hold on to this knowledge within ourselves. That's why I'm happy to be in this space where we're all going to be discussing what tarot means to us. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, so, it's, it's, it's important. <laughs> ranting off from this, when someone asks you, because this is a question that I get asked a lot in my, my channel, but when you're reading cards, where do you think the messages come from? I think this is personal to everybody. Um, yeah, I this think is going to be this, very different. This is because this is where it, uh, <laughs> some people are probably <laughs> going to have a more academic and other people are going to have a more spiritual approach to this. And when it comes to the spiritual approach of this, like academic is like the messages, it's by chance and you needed, it's like a serendipity. You needed to hear this. Yes. And so it just happened because I pulled this card and you needed to hear this. Other people are, I think, will say spirit guides or um, some people see them as uh, alien, literal, um, mm-hmm. or go- like they're what they call God. Oh, God. Um, it's pe- people yeah. will spirit higher self. my higher, yes, higher self, my my spirit guides, those like everybody. And, and it gets a little semantical because uh, it everybody is defining it with a different word. Um, it's yeah. so meaning- what do we, maybe like, we can go around with each of us and what what do we think? Where do we think our messages mm. come from when we're reading for others or for ourselves? So it's interesting. And I think I think a lot of us can sit here. We've, we've talked about tarot extensively off cast as well. So I think we can all agree that oftentimes when we deliver a tarot reading, we don't remember what the yeah. fuck we said. It just channels. Yeah. And that's the term I use too. I channel, yeah. I channel, I channel. And I guess to lead into your question, where am I channeling from? Uh, I'd like to think that there is some knowledge that I have of the cards, right? I'm able to look at the fool and be like, okay, like first card in the deck, number zero. I can look at those literal 
moments <laughs> that that's happening in the fool but sometimes i think it's just coming from a place of deep intuition because every i could pull the fool five times in a row for a reading and get a different insight for each individual depending upon the question depending upon their energy mm. um it's just it's just coming from somewhere bigger than myself i don't think i have a name for it i don't think i have a word for it um i think it's an extension of me i don't think it's separate i just i think that it's i'm, I'm tapping into a flow a, a flow state that where i'm just able to lean into each other's energy mine and theirs you know because it's definitely a dance it's a waltz it's a you and me we're, we're connecting our energies together in that moment and so, uh, yes oh i was just gonna say i i wanted to to visualize channeling a little bit more for people that might not my understanding of it is i'm like a faucet and somebody has to turn the faucet on and then the water pours out and the faucet mm -hmm. is not water right the faucet allows the water to move through it the, fa the faucet is connected to the source of water and lets the water flow out of it into your cup so that you can walk away with that wa that energy so <laughs> i am the faucet as a tarot reader i can be engaged with or you can just leave the faucet there um sometimes the faucet's uh, got a little drip of water it's always leaking out uh sometimes you gotta you know it gets clogged up a little bit and the water won't come mm -hmm. out all the way like i feel like i have divined in the same way sometimes Sometimes I pull out my tarot cards and I pull, th pull them out and I feel like it's bullshit. Like I just look in front of it and I'm like, this doesn't mean anything. And I just like throw it in my desk. And that speaks a lot to what my spiritual state of mind is that day or how I'm feeling about my place in the world. And, uh, and other times it's terrifying how terrifying, terrifying what the cards will will do like I, I recall a tarot reading I did on a twitch stream one time where someone was asking me about their career and I was getting like the empress card and a couple of other queens and stuff and I I was like I know you're asking me about career but I'm just getting a lot of mommy energy coming through and I don't know why um, I'm just seeing mommy here and then the person in chat was like my mom passed away last week like there there are certain times in tarot and and the things that start to come to the surface of my my brain that I feel like I have to say to people that are like, oh, yeah. I can't explain. And, and when I, if I were to pushed into a corner to answer where I think the information comes from with tarot, yes, there's a bit of an academic research that I have where mm -hmm. I, I can, you know, I know that the fool means this. I know that the two of right. cups means that, but I also have a lot of friends who have never used tarot cards before, and I always start one way with them. I give them the tarot deck, and I ask them to flip through and pick out a card that pops out to them, or several cards that are just like mm -hmm. screaming at them. Like, what what pictures would you print out as a poster and put on your wall, or get tattooed on your body, or want a bumper Very sticker? Very Like, yeah, I and it helps me understand their brain a little mm -hmm. bit too. But um, I'm like, pick out you know your favorite images, and then once they mm -hmm. get them, I, I'm. I make them hold the card and I'm like, tell me what you see. And mm -hmm. they'll start to describe like, you know, five of pentacles, I think is the one where they're stumbling around in the snow, right outside of the, the, the church building. Um, yes. And so they'll describe it mundane. Like they'll describe the image of it. And then I'm like, okay, well, what do you think that, that, the guy on crutches is feeling what do you think he's thinking about and and well how do you think and i they will start to be a faucet and it's not it's not just my academic research that gives me the ability to uh get the messages it's our intuition it's our natural yeah. intuition all of us have access to this right third sense no sorry sixth sense <laughs> third eye is <laughs> a third eye sixth sense intuition whatever word you want to use to describe it my Camille taste is just out of control <laughs> 
your pineal Crazy. glands any of any of their pineal i'm not sure how <laughs> i hear pronounced different ways i don't know which one's correct but i think that everyone has the ability to receive like it's that gut feeling you know um it's it's not not quite instinct i think instinct and intuition are different things but they dance together i agree with that i don't know i've never thought like sometimes i feel like i'm 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 interacting with a higher entity than i am uh and other times I feel like it's just me having a conversation with myself. So, That's, and yes, it, it's very personal to everyone too. Like sometimes when I'm streaming tarot, I, there's like that, like I'm getting mommy energy and I don't know why that didn't come. That doesn't feel like it came from me. Right. Mm-hmm. That feel, that feels right. like it was kind of like brought to me to deliver that message to that person at that time. And if, other times yeah. it's just me giving advice using tarot cards and it's very mundane hey shady lady using pictures to to just give advice i would have given without the tarot mm-hmm. cards sometimes yeah. it's just me yes. sometimes it's not some I, I i i totally am right there with you there are moments where it's just like okay all they need to hear is the bare minimum all they need to hear is like take the job or don't take the job mm. you know we don't have to go into like their daddy issues as to why they felt they need to go into this line of work or uh, uh their crumbling rom- romantic relationship that is you know like it's just sometimes they just need to hear a yes or a no and then there's other people who are obviously more open to receive more and that's when i feel more is able to flow and that's where that dance kind of comes in you know what i mean uh that that natural channeling ability kind of gets activated or not but yeah i i think that there are a lot of moments in tarot that and maybe this can even go into like when we talk about the higher self i think that people see this as like this incredible figure outside of ourself Mm -hmm. when it's really just us all along not recognizing our own power and our own abilities to tap into the unseen when i first started reading tarot and this is the best way to explain it to people but i just like in very generic terms i just say it the way i read it is messages from the universe like and you can take that whatever way you want but like it can be an esoteric higher being message from the universe or it can just be like the events in your life are pushing you towards everything lined up this way to push you towards this thing and that's the message like in a more mundane kind of way that's still how i think of it and also when i say messages from the universe other people get their own thoughts on how that um how that forms so especially since like i'm doing the reading but i'm doing the reading for other people so they might have their own connection to what Mm. messages from the universe mean that might be messages from loved one who passed away that might be messages from a deity that might be messages just from space i feel it's just the universe just like you need to look at this look at this yeah and sometimes it literally throws cards at me it's interesting too because sometimes when i'm reading tarot for like like if i'm reading on twitch and it's just whoever shows up gets a reading from me kind of thing it's almost like i'm clocking in for a day at work sometimes not always Mm -hmm. but sometimes i'm just like i'm here i'm doing the work i'm pulling the cards and i'm like yeah you got this card you got that card it means this okay next and i don't even think twice about what i'm saying but they're Mm -hmm. like sitting in their computer chair sobbing because it it means it like to me it's just another two of cups and to them (laughs) them it's giving them the faith to keep going 
right? It, yeah. And it, yeah. it, it's, it means different things to different people, even from tarot reader to tarot mm-hmm. querent. The nature of where the messages come from. They could come from me and they could feel like I'm just saying what I read out of the little guidebook, but it mm-hmm. could be a beautiful uh, synchronistic moment where that person is like, you're the fifth person that said that exact phrase, that to, phrase me. to me in the last three days. Like this is yeah. like, this is the universe. Like you're, you know, the universe is manifesting it through you. And at that point, tarot isn't what's doing this because the same the fourth person that said that message to them was their their grocery store clerk that was handing them their change that day they didn't have a tarot card you know what i mean it's it so anyway <laughs> go off in a different direction <laughs> but uh <laughs> panthera what about what about yeah. you do you want to weigh in on this so i think why i wanted to like ask you guys and pick your brain is because i think mine has changed so much since reading for other people specifically because mm-hmm. i read for a long time just to myself before reading for other people and i've only really been like hardcore reading for other people for about a year now. And that has definitely changed my perspective on things. Cause originally I was very, and I'm a very skeptical person, just as an FYI. Um, I, I am too. For biology, I'm very like- Panther's the scientist. <laughs> um, animal biology, that's my jam. So going into this, I, I was very like, tarot is a tool um related to the subconscious like it's what my brain is pulling out of these cards and etc 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 right like um it's how i am interpreting this what it means to me but when you switch to reading to other people especially like i i do i lay piles and then i let the person choose the pile so it's completely random they're choosing the pile so the fact that i have like somebody pick a pile and the card is an owl and that is related in some way shape or form to it's usually it's like a loved one or somebody or right. oh gosh, I've seen like 10 owls this week. It's it's crazy. Like it, it blows your mind a little bit. And it's like it can't just be within me at this point. Right. Like it, it can't be there's There's no like logical explanation for that. It's too random of yes. all the cards in the deck. They got the one owl or, or the one moth or whatever that's related to this person that means so much to them that that makes that me makes sometimes. me think of the other night I was reading with my uh the other night this was a couple months ago uh, <laughs> i was reading with an animal spirit deck that i don't often use and it's the the watercolor one um i forget the author but uh it's a very common most it people brands the wild unknown the ones. wild unknown animal yeah. yeah her animal deck i had already read for you know maybe a dozen people or so that night um i wasn't doing in-depth readings and i had pulled the luna the luna moth one time already and then i had a friend come in um and ask for a card and i pulled you know shuffled pulled and I, it was the luna moth again and i was like oh wow this is the second time we pulled it tonight so we were talking about this earlier and I just go into my spiel it means you know nothing profound to me but this person is greatly moved by it because they are going to be getting a luna moth tattoo in a couple of days because their their uh, family member who was linked to the luna moth had just passed away the week before um and it's like I had already pulled that card that night but I pulled it a second time with the person that absolutely needed to hear it and it it so it's it's again these these little moments and there's there's plenty of readings that I've done where nothing profound feels like it happens um but there's just enough of these moments where it feels like it's meant to be and I keep using that phrase in the last couple of weeks but uh it's sure yeah like death readings for one person where I've read for them multiple times over the course of like a month let's say like once a week they come back to my stream and I give them a reading and I've had somebody go through the entire sword suit like all the way from like uh three of swords through to eventually like king of swords and like each week like progressing it's just like 
it's nuts. And when you read for the same people over and over like that, you're able to notice these patterns. And yeah. it's like, I'm shuffling. I know I shuffle to be as random as possible, right? Like I, I do my trading card game research mm-hmm. and I know mm-hmm. exactly how often to <laughs> shuffle at least seven times in this way to get the most randomized option. Mm-hmm. And I let them pick the pile. So it, there's like no bias with me at that point. And yet still, it's like you can notice these patterns or the same person will get that same card over and over. And it's like, there's still a message here and like the chances of somebody getting the same card three times in a row from three different readings is like 0.001 like or something like, like it's so incredibly small it's it's just nuts to me numerically speaking even so that's where like my science brain starts like short-circuiting mm-hmm. and it's like what yeah. <laughs> and also like I mean you know like all of you know how often I pull the star in the sun yeah. a lot but it's always always about this one thing when I start to like when I start to doubt when I start to like question myself but I don't pull them any other time because I don't need that message for anything else I only pull them about this one thing and every single time I'm doubting myself I pull them every single time I'm just like and every time I just see it I'm like god damn it I know (laughs) I I just wanted to direct one more time to the exact question what what is tarot and I feel pretty fulfilled by what I have blurbed on my website tarot readings so this is more than just tarot this is also the art of reading the tarot Uh, tarot readings are a tool for personal growth self-comprehension introspection opening space for healing and receiving clarity and uh, tarot readings are not a form of fortune telling. <laughs> so I suppose that's what it is not. Instead, tarot is a form of guidance and self-reflection. Tarot encourages you to look at a problem from a different angle. And from there, you experience new options for how you're going to tackle it. While my intuition is being used to the best of my abil- abilities, you, the querent, shall continue to be an individual of free will and personal consciousness. Nothing that is read or said during a tarot reading will ever be set in stone because the future is a fickle creature that is always adapting based upon your choices, reactions, and abilities. And maybe most importantly, tarot readings are not a substitution for professional, medical, psychiatric, or legal advice and cannot diagnose or treat any illness. This is not- Including mental illnesses. Yes. And these, these, it is not those things, uh, but it's also something much bigger and something much more uh, healing to our mental and emotional states. It's it's a lot more subtle than just sort of going in and being like, it, it, it's, a, it's a very subtle form of medicine. Something I thought that we could kind of segue into here, since we've been discussing channeling and messages and where the messages are coming from. I don't know if maybe this is too spicy, but Methods 306 had an interesting question. I don't know that it was a question but a comment that they said I've seen channelers that get tricked and channel a fake imposter but they were in a dark place they were in a dark place being dark with their their gifts or so, something to that effect so this this makes me think about how a fear can be wrapped in yeah. with divination and divining and I wonder what y'all think about if you are channeling and it's coming from if, if it's not just coming from your own intuition but it's actually being pushed from another source do you think that it's possible to be channeling from uh, like a dark entity I don't believe in any of that straight up 
uh, I think that at least for me myself, uh, other I can't speak for others. Mm. Others might be open to any of that stuff. Um, all I can say is for myself, I know that I work and I'm activated from a space of love, not fear. There's no fear in tarot for me. Um, and I think that that's when people start to become afraid is when the, the this potential metaphorical whatever <laughs> dark entity, whatever you want to call it, it, it comes in. I straight up don't believe in that. So I just am not a part of that that field of of possibility. I because I work in love. I might it's be in a different simple. I might be in a different field with this. <laughs> I would also say if that's like one of your concerns, because like that's that's a concern in other magical practices too, like dark energy coming in or being like you having dark like negativity um that you don't that you might bring in that you don't want to that's where protection comes into play mm. like making sure you are grounded and if you do magic then do protection spells like if that is a concern of yours if you're worried about that take the steps that you need to do to, so that you are not worried about it and there are things that you can do i also yeah. think a lot of it is consensual um you have to consent to the energy coming forward i see this happen a lot in like horror movies where like demons and things like that are coming in like you have to consent to Th this makes me think of um there's this movie i watched one time called skeleton key um there's a lot of movies that kind of there's a lot of the things that kind of do this trope but skeleton key is really old so dating myself first of all but it came out when i was around high school i think that it was involving um hoodoo uh specifically and it was this woman who was going to caretake for an older couple um or an older woman or something and she's a very skeptical person she doesn't believe in anything spiritual or magical and as she's there the 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 woman that she's caretaking for is like very into like magic and has like all kinds of, you know, spell jars and things. And the, the, the caretaker girl is very, you know, none of this is real, la la la. And over the span of the movie, which is however long the time frame is, she's seeing more and more things that are starting to make her think that there might be such a thing as cursing or, you know, whatever this is. And by the end of the movie, she's, trying to protect herself against the woman she spoilers but it's 15 years old um oh, she's she's trying to protect herself against the woman she's caretaking for because she's come to believe that this woman has the ability to take over people's bodies and transfer her consciousness from one body to the other so she's trying to do a salt circle to like keep the woman from like being able to possess her body or whatever and just by the fact of her participating in trying to protect herself from it she's ex she's now, she's affirming that she believes that yes. it can happen um and she is a, exactly. she is saying this can happen and so then the the old woman is able to transfer her consciousness into her her body um and 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 it also reminds me of get out which i just watched the other day by jordan peele but it what i mean by this is like you have to believe that it's possible in order for it to be possible and this comes into with like manifestation right and, and positive affirmations and and i don't think that just because you believe it's possible means it's going to happen i want to reiterate that here but mm -hmm. i also have another um story that I want to ramble off on here where if y'all are here for the episode one you know that I found my spiritual path through um, psychedelics I was very skeptical up until I did a bunch of psychedelics and I, I always make the joke that I didn't believe in God until I did acid and I came out realizing I was God and so what is everyone else and it it kick-started my spiritual viewpoints but while I was on while I was in that space I'll, I'll describe it like that and since I had my sedation at the hospital and they used ketamine it's just reignited all of this like <laughs> like mm. damn dude I was just getting settled and 
back back to reality and they blasted me right off again i uh, back to Oh, there goes gravity. Holy shit. Gravity's not real. But anyway, while I was in that space back when I was 22, 23, I got, I felt like I got tricked by an entity to, to do something that ended up really hurting me. I mean, I could have literally died, but I was listening to something. I felt like I was speaking to an entity. Since I've done more and more psychedelics, I'm starting to think that it wasn't an entity, but it was a manifestation of some of the people that were there at the time, like Pete Hume. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But I felt like I was tricked into doing something by an entity and they thought it was hilarious that I almost died. Or like they, and this also, I felt this energy come through on shrooms um, that the trees thought humans dying was hilarious. Uh, Like they, I, I remember like being in the space, like watching all of the trees and seeing little squirrels running around and imagining what would happen if I fell off the balcony I was on and how the the trees would just be like, oh, this silly little human. Look at them. They're st- humans are so dumb. They're so silly. I don't know where I'm trying to go with this, but another, like I ha- I've had experiences, in other words, throughout my spiritual journey where I do feel like there are influences, I'll use that word, that don't care if we die and sometimes are amused by the fact that we might die or could die. And it's just, we're, we're, we're little puppets and pawns. And I, I think of this as like a kid with a magnifying glass frying ants. Now circling back to the skeleton key thing that I just brought up, am I consenting to that reality by saying that I think that it's possible? <laughs> and I am a very fearful person. I am someone who is in my anxiety all the time. I am, I've been called an adrenaline junkie. I love horror movies. I'm obsessed. The first thing I I usually think about when someone's talking about something is like Dukesley showed us her ring earlier on her hand and it's a cute <laughs> little bunny rabbit and the first thing I said is that would leave a bunny bunny shape on someone if you punch them my brain typically <laughs> goes to horrific spaces first I don't I don't know why probably childhood trauma not all cute you know? bunny <laughs> yeah <laughs> I didn't go oh cute bunny, bunny. Scar. like yeah <laughs> like wow that'd be a crazy scar yeah anyway that was a whole ramble to say that I am hesitantly in the party of thinking that there are influences that can affect you and maybe have darker and I also think this would lean, lead into Faye because like don't Faye like like to you know fuck with us <laughs> oh yeah i mean oh god we should definitely do a fey episode first of all mm-hmm. uh second of all <laughs> like for me my fey do not interfere with how i once again this is so like personal right like it's mm. like for me i i operate on a on on unconditional love and and that is uh i see salt and petty in the chat using the word intention mm. i think that's really the most most powerful tool you can have when working in magical spaces regarding protection is intention mm. um i think that that can really carry you on this oh god this is like a completely different discussion i but, know that's uh... what i was thinking i was like <laughs> i feel like i i derailed us a bit <laughs> um but I guess I'll just wrap up my thought and just say, like, uh, sure, there's probably people out there that require more or less protection for various reasons and various levels of uh, what they're dabbling in and where they're exploring esoterically. But I think at the end of the day, anchoring into an intention of unconditional love, of safety, of I don't necessarily like to use the word light. 
as opposed to dark. But if mm. that resonates with you, then maybe take that with you. You can't have light without dark, right? Mm. Vice versa. Mm. So uh, I think that overall, just going into anything and, and with tarot too, like it's, but I, I really think that tarot mostly operates on, on our own personal intuition and our own personal liminal space, right? Rather than something bigger than us, because I, I believe that the thing that we view as bigger than us is actually us in disguise. <laughs> appearing bigger uh but something that maybe the average person has trouble tapping into so i have like two big thoughts on this matter and i think the okay. first one i'm gonna focus more on mundane but in any spiritual space especially if the the message you're receiving from someone that you're paying for a service is fear-based be careful right there yeah. there are a lot of people in this space who will take advantage the predators and Yes. Um, the the more afraid that you are, the more likely you are to return because you need guidance, right? Um, so that is unfortunately a tactic that a lot of readers use. Uh, so please just be careful and make sure that people aren't taking it. Not saying some. that it's I'll say like some readers. Situation, yeah. <laughs> but there there are readers who will take advantage of that and or you know kind of plant that seed of fear in your mind, and yeah. they will be the one who can who can help you, who can save you, right? But you have to pay for that. Just <laughs> keep that in mind just please be mm -hmm. careful and in the spiritual space and, and the outside spaces as well too right there there's people who are going to take advantage of you yeah your energy as sigma uh she will said and and your wallet too right like some people take advantage of multiple energy vampires um, yes exactly. yeah and then the other thing so i did a lot of witchcraft in general before really diving into tarot especially the more like channeled readings that i do now so i i do think that protection is always important and should if you are wanting to dive into this world um not telling anyone how how they should do it but uh i highly recommend protection to be one of your your first big topics to, to kind of dive into i like to word mine as nothing unwanted is allowed in my space mm -hmm. um i don't know if i think that anything is inherently evil but i do think that there mm -hmm. is a lot that don't have your best intentions in mind kind of like how you were saying shady right like i think that a lot of what we think of as beings that can communicate with us exist on an entirely different plane of thought than we do right mm -hmm. how how they appear or how they even speak to us is it could be beyond what our normal comprehension is right i don't know like on what you said about not necessarily evil when i go to a lot of workshops at my local witchcraft shop and when we're talking about like other world spirits they don't have the same moral compass that humanity has or a lot of humanity has they don't have our sense of right and wrong that doesn't make them evil it just makes them other they're yeah. otherworldly beings yeah, exactly. like yeah. they we are might just not, not aligned that's fine. yeah they might not have any bad intentions but this is how they interact and and that's sort of like and it goes into i guess back into tarot where like something that i try to preach as a tarot reader is choose your tarot reader responsibly because the way that i deliver messages and the way that i channel and the way that i tap into this uh whatever <laughs> this magic uh could just be totally non-harmonious with your own personal vibration be picky you know everyone is channeling all of this magic in a different way and uh being a part of this language in a different accent <laughs> different dialect <laughs> i don't know i i feel like it's important to be aware enough and intuitive enough to know when it doesn't apply let it fly you know when the mm -hmm. things that you are around are not relevant to what you 
yeah. personally required to just sort of be like, okay, that wasn't for me. Discerning is a, dis- a wonderful word. I agree. Yeah. Be discerning. I, I think that's good advice for anyone that's venturing through this esoteric world because there are a lot of predators. There are a lot of people that will prey upon those because I think that there's a lot of individuals who seek out this advice. The thing for um, me about tarot it. is oftentimes when I can always, I won't say always, I can usually tell what someone needs to hear just by their question. I don't even need to me pull too. the tarot cards. Like I, <laughs> I can already tell what kind of headspace they're in. And this kind of touches mm-hmm. on with Miss Ayala asking about queerants who are in overly fearful yes. spaces. And I I do think that in this space of tarot and this type of guidance, the vast majority of people that are seeking a tarot reader are in, I don't know what word I want to use, if I want to use insecure um, or... Um, desperate can sometimes come along with it. They're Mm -hmm. uncertain. They're unsure. They need faith. They need guidance. They need reassurance. They need positive affirmations. They need to be told that they're doing a good job. Uh, Encouragement. A lot of Mm -hmm. times that is the type of energy that people are looking for from from me as a tarot reader and from most other tarot readers, even YouTubers that are that I have no personal connection with. So my friends who are tarot readers and the larger tarot readers that I watch on on YouTube and other like sources. And I think that a lot of people come into a spiritual space a lot of times for those same reasons. So of course, that's this is already like all of those words I use. This is someone who's in a, I don't know that I quite want to define it as weaker, but they are certainly putting themselves in a vulnerable position. And so there are power levels at play when it comes to tarot readers yes. and querents. Mm-hmm. And this of course can be misused and abused by the tarot mm-hmm. reader and the tarot querent, but I'm more specifically want to talk about the, the one who's in a position of power, which is the tarot reader. This, of course, can be abused. It can be manipulated. It can be misused. Um, and the same thing can be said of just about anything where you're in a higher position of power. It, it, this is this is not anything to do with tarot. I don't think this makes tarot inherently a problem because we see this happen in Hollywood. We see this happen with streamers cool. and viewers. Yeah. We see this happen with anytime there's a power dynamic at play someone can be abusive to another person all i can determine as a reader is that i know that i am acting in my highest love and my highest good and when you approach me asking for guidance advice all i know is that i'm just doing my best (laughs) and (laughs) and whatever you come to me with whether it's full of fear full of curiosity full of skepticism All I can do is simply show up and deliver what I feel needs to be said and uh, I think I'm I'm just mostly frustrated when all tarot readers are painted as scam artists and that's something that was a big struggle when tarot first got introduced on Twitch um, and started to grow in popularity on Twitch there was a big there's there's still and there always probably always will be to a certain degree the accusation of tarot being a scam and uh, I think that some tarot readers can be scam artists I think there are some people that scam like people for sure there are people that are, are are, they're everywhere. They're assholes. They're they're using this to make as much money, make money, and uh, keep you know, um, all, like querents or customers or clients, whatever word. It, it, this makes me think of like a, a general practice that that should be employed from your therapist or psychiatrist or whatever, and not to to equate the two, but 
a therapist should not or whatever psychiatrist psychologist their job should be to i don't know if i want to use the word fix <laughs> help you enough Set that you, you that you success. don't yes heal you they, they their job should be to heal you so you don't need to keep coming back and when a therapist psychologist psychiatrist is not doing that because they're trying to continue to milk the money out of you for more and more appointments then this person is now not doing what yeah. their they their job is what they should be doing and the same thing could be said for tarot readers my job as a tarot reader is hopefully i don't i shouldn't read for you every single day i shouldn't be pulling tarot exactly. cards for you every single day i shouldn't be yes. even every single week like every couple of weeks maybe every once a month or so every every couple of my months my goal like, is to never see you again my goal uh -huh. is to give you the tools that you need so that you can live your life learning how to discover that guidance within yourself you know, that that's the goal is to well, never see fun. you again. Maybe let's go through and do each of our goals for for others when delivering a tarot message. My yeah. goal for ta delivering tarot messages is to leave them in a better feeling than they came to me with and to make them feel more confident and self-assured and able to handle whatever it is that they're trying to face on their own. 99% of the time, that is my goal. I don't know what the other 1% of the time is, but <laughs> just, just to tell you, yeah, just to connect, to, maybe, maybe to connect and to empathize and to, um, to feel closer to like, like in the instances where like I read tarot for my uh, sister or, um, or close family friends or things like that is to, to create a, a deeper understanding with them about things that and give them a space to open up um and, and that leads it that that can bleed into like people that i'm reading for on twitch as well but so kind of like a combination of that energy yeah i just i i want people to leave with a better understanding on how they can conquer this by themselves in the future because i don't want anyone to be dependent upon me i don't want anyone to be dependent upon my teachings Right. I, I want I want people to be independent. I want people to take my knowledge, take my guidance and flourish without me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't want to see you again. Right. Uh, eventually. Of course, it takes time. Some people require more guidance than others. But I, I want to see a rotating door of individuals that look for very specific, have very specific questions, receive very specific answers. And then they're now able to take that and and bring it into their next paper doll right uh their next version of that same question and with a bigger understanding a bigger comprehension and love themselves more my goal with reading tarot is to make money i just do free Some, readings for people. i do free readings <laughs> for people so i'm clearly not doing it right no i mean i just i love the soul healing when i get mm -hmm. to like do the soul healing with someone i love those kinds of that approach with with tarot like i have one deck that's specific yeah. to that and every time I use it for someone is just like, I feel just as fulfilled as they do when I, yeah. um, when I give those messages. So I think that's like yeah. my reason for my objective with reading tarot is to help heal people's souls and, and also like heal my own soul while doing so, because like okay. it, it helps me just as much as it helps you. I swear. Like, like I'm being reminded of a Ron yeah. Doss quote, which is we are all just walking each other home. Oh, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I, I I definitely resonate with that in the scope of tarot as well. We're all learning together. Yeah. So um, I think that's just basically like, I mean, I will read tarot for people and what's my next week going to look like? Should I like accept this job kind of stuff? And I'm like, I'll read those. But like, I love the soul journey of tarot. Yes. So it's humbling. I think with mine, when I deliver a tarot reading, I am looking to for them to come out with a feeling of either like valid encouragement or like more open-mindedness I guess like uh, like a new new options for this problem that they're facing I I hope to do so in a way that is fun entertaining mm-hmm. and memorable because I think that part of tarot and at least this is how how I like to to give it for for the people who who purchase readings for me is tarot is an experience right like um, yeah. a lot of the times at least most of my customers are like first time people who have never gotten a tarot reading they've heard about it and they want that that fun and that experience so yeah. I want people to it's a performance fun yeah for for the yes. memory for the fun for that the feeling that they get not because they're afraid or they feel like they can't make decisions without the help of the tarot reader I want them to to return because because they had a good time yeah I I and I I agree with that too. Um, my liminal space where I perform readings is meant to be lighthearted, silly, humorous. There, trust me, and there's definitely a place for the dry, totally to the book. Um, this is what you need to hear. No cutting corners, no bullshit tarot readers. And I do agree with that. There's there's a space for us who want to perform. I think we're all a little bit thespian here and want to make people laugh and make people feel something uh, larger than themselves. Uh, but eventually, I don't want to see you again. <laughs> eventually, I want you to be able to, to collect that feeling on your own and, and, and sort of waltz with that. But no, I as definitely a, agree As a tarot that. streamer, I want to see right. them again, but I don't <laughs> agree with that. I don't necessarily want to see them for tarot readings every single day. And I don't read tarot every single day. Yeah. As a tarot reader in general, I don't want to. I like that someone in chat said no codependency. I like that or something oh, like that. And I, that is something I've struggled with yeah. my whole life is is codependent relationships with people. And I'm certainly in a space right now where I'm being forced to be weirdly I'm like with a broken arm, I'm, I'm dependent on my family for like taking me to the grocery store and stuff. But I'm also not able to do a lot of the stuff that I've been able to do in the past, like certain video games and, and going out, going out with friends to, to get coffee or whatever. And also being um, like ending my relationship this year and also kind of changing how I'm interacting with my online community as a streamer, I'm putting myself mm-hmm. in a space where I'm almost isolated in some ways. Um, I'm very alone. I and and it's forcing me to be independent. So I think that the conversation of independence and codependence is something we could probably do a, a whole episode on. Oh my god, I would love that. Yeah. Um, and I also like with repeat repeat people. I think there's totally a difference between someone coming in every week and asking the same question versus like coming back um even if Duke's Lee never wants to see them again. Thanks. I'm a repeat customer for Duke's Lee. But um, Duke's having to read but, for me like three like... times in the same month when I was going through my breakup. It's like Duke's Lee, Duke's Lee, but, Duke's Lee. But there's a difference between like and this can still lead into the codependency for sure but like there's a difference like okay i took this message to heart and i acted on that and now i want a reading about this completely other thing or yeah 
something and, and like of course that. yeah, yeah. And, but, and that's the thing too like it, it's especially it's so dependent upon like everyone's individual queries yeah. uh it, it's and there's always going to be blind spots for every individual where they're like i really cannot conceptualize what on earth to do so i really need my trusted tarot reader voice to tap mm -hmm. in and i i have a few clients like that that i know like when they come in like oh okay this is pretty serious because I've given them the tools over these last few years mm -hmm. uh, on how to conquer very specific things, but I can tell that this is a blind spot for you. So allow, so thank you for coming to me, trusting me to sort of deliver you to this this new uh, uh, landscape of guidance that you've not been able to tap into prior. Uh, I totally agree with that. Could you um, elaborate a little bit on uh, something you do on your channel, Dugsley, as you put people in tarot timeout? Um, I do. Can you elaborate a little bit on this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there comes a time as a tarot reader, especially, in, and I do think that we're dipping into reading on Twitch in particular, which is a completely different environment from one-on-one -on -one readings. Because uh, you've also acted as a tarot reader for a, a shop before as well, right? Yes. Yes. I uh, I have definite. I yes, I have explored tarot in a lot of different environments and I love reading on Twitch, but I think that sometimes that leads into, like I said earlier, there, there are some people who are addicted to advice. And I think that these people can fall into one of two categories. One is they're just completely incapable of forging their own path and are very reliant upon those that are more secure and end up having this sort of parasitic relationship with a reader. But I also think that it leads into they receive advice, but it's not what they want to hear. So they come back the next stream with the same question worded differently. And and it's like And if you're a tarot reader you know what happens, you get the same advice. If you're <laughs> if you're a tarot reader, like or if you're someone who has a tarot deck, you've probably done this before. You pulled a yeah. you pulled a spread and then the next day you're like, I'm gonna ask I that same like that. question. Yeah. <laughs> Let's my, try again, my, a little to the left. My <laughs> cards are getting high priestess and the cards like, you already know this like, answer. Sometimes my, sometimes my anxiety gets to me. So I do like, I try not to, but sometimes I do like ask um, over and over. And it gets to the point where my decks just like, they sass me, but also they're like, give me a completely off the wall card. And I'm like, what what this doesn't make sense and then and then like haha just kidding you know the answer That's the thing like, is like i i will like pull from one deck and i'm like nah i'm not connecting with this deck today i'm gonna get a different deck and then i'll go through like 10 decks <laughs> just trying to find like something to make this make sense please <laughs> but when these people come to me and also uh, i feel uh, another way that this manifests is that they keep coming with an another a different question every time which i appreciate mm -hmm. but i keep but the, the same cards keep coming up where it's like, okay, you can't conquer that because you still haven't conquered this issue that we talked about three readings ago. What, what, why, why, why? And so when I feel that someone is desperate and seeking and, and they're, they're not absorbing what I'm telling them, I put them in tarot timeout. And I say, I'm sorry, I do not feel comfortable <laughs> giving you any more advice. I've given, I, I have said, it's usually comes down to like, I've said the same thing to you 30 different ways with through 30 different cards. I don't know what to tell you other than sit with what I've given you because you're clearly not absorbing what uh, I was delivering. And I think that that's my responsibility as a tarot reader sometimes to just sort of create that boundary and be like, you 
are not listening, <laughs> which is fine. Like ultimately it's fine, but I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste the viewer's time. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's a completely different experience when it's a one-on-one experience, but like it, when, when we're in a Twitch stream and I am just doing my damnedest to leave you with more uh, uh, resources and awareness than when you started. And I feel like you leave more and more frustrated every time <laughs> because you're not doing the work, yeah. because you're not hearing what I have to say, then, um, all right, I think you're in timeout for a little bit. And and like, I'll usually know when it's time to accept their readings again. Sometimes they'll approach me and be like, can I, uh, can I get a reading for something else? And it's like, okay, all right, well, well let's see what happens, right? And and it's it's a symbiotic thing. I've actually, unfortunately, had people, I put them in timeout and I never saw them again. Uh, that's also fair. <laughs> I am making an executive decision in that moment. But that's um, also like important because I think that would show that they were there. They had an intention to continue to, to mistreat the relationship. And when you put yeah. the boundary in place, they can't take advantage of you. So they'll go find someone who they can. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm thinking of one person in particular, uh, I love them to death, by the way. They're like one of my favorite people, but I've not been able to do a reading for them for three years because they still have not done the one thing that I've been telling them to do, which is open an Etsy shop and start selling their art. <laughs> and they know it and I know it. And they know that they're restricting their spiritual, mental, emotional growth because they're not doing that. So therefore, anything that they ask is going to lead back into this, I'm not appreciating and valuing my art mm. problem. Mm. you know what i mean just to give like a very specific example sorry if you're listening to this i love you (laughs) but uh (laughs) like still like it it, it's everything's going to lead back to that because it's been such a blaring issue for like a half a decade now and it's like get over that hump and then we can talk you know and then then we can like focus on to more specific solutions and that's and that's the point of tarot timeout right it's it's just all right you got to absorb and listen, not even necessarily to my advice, but just to yourself, even just listen deep, 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 because I don't think you're getting it. And it's it's an executive decision. And I get why people do or don't agree with that mindset as a tarot reader. But I think that's just one of the many ways I create boundaries as a Twitch tarot reader is, is a tarot timeout method. And I recommend it, truly. So how about for um, people who are new into tarot or they're getting into tarot? So what what are some of your favorite resources or how did you go about learning tarot when you first got into it? Some resources that we have here as a group. Of course. Well, I've only got one total post on my blog, but I am working on a um, self-promo time. I am working on a blog series called Midnight Study Sesh where I deep dive the esoteric symbolism of tarot cards and I get into it. I mean, like all into the Ouroboros and all of it. So I go into the astrology correspondences and the deeper esoteric spiritual soul and the mundane meanings. Um, I have the full card complete. We've researched the magician and I'm halfway through researching the high priestess. Um, That's available on my blog at heyshadylady.com and I'm hoping to continue that series and do all of the tarot cards. This will probably be a several year journey for me. Um, it's it's a it's a very ambitious project uh, to be honest. Yeah. But it's a um, joy to observe. It's fun. Um, and I've been 
So I'll, I'll kind of combine these two. Let's combine how we got into reading tarot and how we learned when we were getting into it. And I'll, I'll long, I'll TLDR my, I can, I can make this story 20 minutes long, but I'll TLDR. How I got into tarot was when I lived at a party house, 20, 30 people, <laughs> the house at all times, 10, 15, 20 roommates, depending on the time of the year. I was very skeptical at the time. This was, this was right around the time where I, my little, my little party self was starting to experiment with all the psychedelics and stuff. So, um, my, my third eye had been blasted open a little bit. And I remember coming home from work one night, I worked a third shift job and there was a party going on at the house. So there was a, you know, 30, 40 people in my house. And there's this guy on the front porch and it's this like dingy little, little house, uh, like back in the middle of a city. And, um, this like our, our barely working golden porch light is a very like strong visual to me. So like, but it's this golden porch light that's creating like a cone around him. He's sitting in front of the front door, cross-legged, barefoot, ripped up tattered jeans, long, uh, long shaggy hair, hipster, little, like little, little hipster hippie looking dude. And, um, never seen him before. Never met him. There's a couple of other people on the porch drinking PBRs and smoking cigarettes and stuff. And, uh, typical, typical, typical hipster party, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm getting home from work. I'm walking up the sidewalk to my front porch. I see this guy. I could just sidestep him and open the door and walk in, which some nights I might have been more inclined to. I was less social. But this night I was like, he's got a bunch of cards spread out in front of him. And he's got, you know, a little little card spread. And I'm looking down and I'm like, those don't look like Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> What's going on over here? Um, and I just sit down. He tells me they're tarot cards. I don't remember anything about the reading. I just remember that it. I, I was deeply shocked at how he could possibly know the things that he knew about me and, and right. the space that I was like spiritually, the space that I was in and all of this stuff. And it changed me. I never saw him again. It was one time meeting Destiny. He changed my life. I don't even think I knew his name. He always shared a cigarette. He read my tarot, changed my life. I told my roommate's boyfriend, I was, uh, it's all I could talk about for a couple of days was like how crazy this tarot reading was, how amazing it was. And my roommate's boyfriend was someone who had tarot cards and he actually gifted me my first tarot deck. And I got obsessed. My, my academic nature that is coming out with Midnight Study Sesh was activated then. And that is not the way that I would ever tell somebody to learn tarot when you're first getting into it. I was like notebooks, making pages dedicated to each card, analyzing like, why does this card have a red rose? Why does this card, why is this a green background or whatever? Like I was deep diving and also trying to learn the Celtic cross spread. So not only am I trying to learn all of the 78 cards, I'm trying to learn how to apply those meanings to the 10 different um, themes of the Celtic cross. When instead I should have been doing a daily pool of one card and just sitting with one card a day for a little, or maybe even every couple of days, pulling out a new card and meditating and thinking on it. And, and that the rest is history. I didn't start reading tarot for other, I started reading tarot for people almost immediately, but they were my roommates and friends. Um, I didn't start reading tarot on the internet until like four, maybe four years later. And that started in some Facebook groups. And then by that time I had started streaming on Twitch. Tarot was, um, a humble brag. I was one of the first people to read tarot on Twitch though. Tarot did not used to be a category. It used to be against the rules on Twitch actually. Um, when the creative category was the only spot think it was called creative. Um, it was the only spot that you could do anything besides video games. Basically, there was no just chatting category or anything like that. The creative category specifically said 
no tarot, no divination, no Ouija boards, no runes, no nothing. You're not allowed to do this on Mm -hmm. Twitch. So I got around that by drawing tarot-related art and kind of talking about tarot. And then eventually um, the just chatting category was added. I think it was the just chatting category. And I was like, look, if there's a category where people are doing literally anything, they're walking down the street and going to the grocery store, they're sitting, then I can read tarot. Um, And so I started reading tarot then, and eventually the tarot category gets added. There was only like two or three other people that that did tarot readings at the time that I even knew of. And I was on the hunt. I was on the prowl. Eventually the tarot category and, and, and that, and then it kind of, you know, catapults from there. Yeah. And what I did to research was every website I could find. I'm a constant lover of Biddy Tarot. I will always. My mom swears by Biddy Tarot. I love Biddy Tarot. I think that she is incredible for beginners. She is a very, um, she does upright and reverse meanings. They're very layman's terms. And she makes, she makes learning tarot very accessible to people. There's a couple of other websites that I will frequently use when I'm looking up a tarot card. Yeah. Labyrinthos is another one that I use a lot. Labyrinthos.co. Um, I'll often go to that one. I think this other one too, tarotguide.com. I think Dugsley has recommended me one that's become one of my favorites, which is like learning. Ta- what is it? Teach me tarot. Teach me tarot. Yes. Teach and, me tarot is very thorough. And there's another one called eclectic.net that's popping out at me in this list. A-E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C.net. Yeah, I've, that's a forum, I believe. So yes. that's really fun I to see. I use that one all the time too. People interact and talk and discuss about tarot, which I think is the best way to learn tarot is watching people it's talk like, about it's it. It's like the Reddit of <laughs> the tarot. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I'd also like to shout out the, the subreddit tarot. Varying degrees of uh, wisdom there. But, you know, once again, be discerning. I think that there's some good discussions that happen there every now and again. But I did start with like deep diving and with within a couple of months of trying to learn tarot, they got put up on a shelf and I didn't touch them for about a year because mm-hmm. I overwhelmed myself with how much information I needed to like study. And I would go back and tell myself to learn to read intuitively instead of academically to just feel the card meaning out instead of obsessing over instead of every time I'm reading I've got the book out in front of me and I'm like um according to my research like just feel it out and combine it with studying I do think that that reading tarot on twitch has been one of my greatest teachers because I I get to read tarot for people I would never interact with on a normal basis um it's almost it's like practicing everyone that I read tarot for feels like a practice round for the next person that I'm going to read tarot for while I'm reading tarot on Twitch, I have my books out. I can intuitively read. I can hear from the the viewers other opinions of what that card might have meant there. And and it, it has grown me so much as a reader practicing tarot through Twitch. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I think, my spiel. <laughs> really quick yeah. before we segue. So, Missy Ayala asked if there was going to be a compilation of all the links that we were talking about. So we will have them in the description under this video once it goes live on YouTube, as well as the podcast descriptions. And we're also um, compiling a list of resources in the Discord, which that will be linked under this video as well if you're watching on YouTube or listening on podcasts. Yeah, I I don't know. I I got into tarot. I was um, in 11th grade. I was in my junior year. Um, And I'm talking like rock bottom right like oh boy like just thinking about it like i'm entering like a completely separate energetic field of just really derelict depressing uh (laughs) lifestyle living space mental space and i my favorite movie ever still is 
is Kiki's Delivery Service. And I remember being so far gone from reality, from what happiness is meant to be, uh, et cetera, <laughs> uh, that I was like, I, I was so desperate to feel anything that just sparked joy quite like Kiki's Delivery Service did. I don't know. I was like, if she could be a witch, I could be a witch, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Uh, what do witches do? Uh, I don't know. They look at stars. They look into crystal balls. They collect crystals and they read tarot uh, and they have broomsticks. And you know what else witches do? They also go shopping and they pick up mugs that have their cat on them and they look at shiny red shoes and shop windows and save money for it and it just sort of grounded me into this magical reality that was so out of touch oh there's Gigi I love Gigi and so I I don't know I it was definitely a call for help and I I remember I was just sort of idly chatting with a friend and I was like you know I think I think I want to get into tarot and another one of my friends overheard, Mason, love you. Uh, Mason sort of popped his head in and said, oh, tarot, hmm, very interesting. Well, I, I have a deck for you. And the next day I skipped my anatomy and physiology class to meet him at the lockers. Uh, he had this beautiful old Italian tarot deck. He had an envelope with a handwritten letter with incense teaching me how to cleanse the deck, teaching me how to, I don't know, just connect with the deck, what it means, what it means to him. He comes from like this rich family line of uh, Italian witchery. Uh, and it was just this very heartfelt message. I ended up at sneaking back into my anatomy and physiology class with my new tarot deck. Not five minutes after I received the deck, I uh, gave my first tarot reading. The person who sat next to me said, love you, love you, Sid. <laughs> uh, was like, hey, what is that? I was like, these are tarot cards. And they were like, can I have a reading? I was like, hell yeah. And I remember I pulled out three cards and we're both staring and looking at the cards and we go, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what this means. Uh, and so we pulled out our iPhone and looked up what each of these tarot cards meant. And then I went to my next class and I spent the whole class reading tarot for all my friends. I had a big circle of individuals around my table as I'm just pulling cards, pulling cards, pulling cards. For the rest of my time in high school, all the way through college, I was the tarot lady. I that There were strangers approaching me, teachers, staff members, students, asking me for, hey, you're the tarot lady, aren't you? Because I had pink hair. They're, they're like, oh, oh, the pink haired girl. She does the tarot readings. And I would just be reading <laughs> nonstop in the middle of class. I would skip lunch and we would just read in the, the teacher's lounge and I would just be pulling cards. Oh and, my God, and, you were so cool. Uh, that's all I had. <laughs> and, and it, <laughs> I, I had nothing. I was I was so out of touch uh, with, with reality. And I just... It grounded me and it gave me something to to look forward to every day. Okay, I can look forward to a day just ignoring all my classes and reading tarot. And so, however, I, I note, by the way, for the record, I no longer have that first tarot deck. I believe I passed it on to someone else. But what I did about a week after I started reading tarot was I went to the only metaphysical store in my very small village and I picked up the gummy bear tarot. Aww. And I read with this deck in this busted up tin for about six years only reading it's funny because the person that gifted me my first tarot deck read religiously with the gummy uh, the gummy bear tarot deck this is <laughs> this is all i read with the, this this deck is was everything to me and all i did was read the celtic cross 
for about six years. That was the only thing that I read with. And the only reference I had for learning the cards was this little tiny book that's falling apart <laughs> that is just busted and bruised and my intuition. And that is all I use to learn tarot. That's it. And when people come to me and they ask, oh, like, how did you learn? What do you recommend? Like, what resources? You don't need anything. It's <laughs> truly, I, I recommend, I love the little white books. Mm. The little white books are awesome. Uh, this one in particular is nothing, truly. It's just a list of keywords for strengths and weaknesses. Like, what what does that mean? Who knows? It changes from reading to reading, right? Mm -hmm. And and I learned by just doing tons and tons and tons of readings. That's that is the best way to learn. Just do readings for yourself, do readings for your dog, do readings for your teachers, do readings for your bosses. Just pull out your cards. Everyone's curious. Everyone's a skeptic. Everyone wants a reading. Trust me. Trust yourself. The more you read, the better you get. The more in touch with your intuition you get, just do it. <laughs> it, it that is the best way to learn, I swear. Also, one book recommendation. The only book that I found ever that has made me a better tarot reader is The 78 Degrees of Wisdom. There it is. You just got it. That is so you are my so favorite ready. tarot book. Seriously. I, I have a deck. stack ready, okay? <laughs> grab a deck. Get that book if you are, if you are dependent upon having a reading material next to it. 78 Degrees of Wisdom is bar none one of the best tarot books that I've ever read. I and I've read quite a few. I actually really like um, the Kawaii Tarot book. Um, I've so heard great things about The Kawaii that. Tarot is a pip deck that uh, I bought from Amazon. You could probably get it wherever you can buy tarot. Most places you can buy tarot decks. A pip deck means that it doesn't have elaborate imagery on the cards. It's just like a playing card deck, like a regular like deck of playing cards. Um, I actually hardly... I, I've maybe read with that deck like four times. I don't ever read with the Kawaii Tarot deck, but that Kawaii Tarot book is so good. It's um, a little kind of, it's not quite pocket sized, but it's um, it's a decent size. Every single page is a different tarot card and it has like the main three keywords and then a short summary and then a like a two or three paragraph synopsis. And it does the upright and the reversal. Anytime I'm reading tarot on Twitch, that book is on my desk. I always have that book out because it's just a quick flip oh. reference quick scan grab the keywords I can get a little bit of a paragraph and and I definitely use all of the I love every book I get with a tarot deck because it's every reader's personal interpretation of the card and I learn something new from every single tarot book that comes with a deck that I get the the kawaii tarot deck is you usually when I bought it it was eight dollars it's usually less than it's 15 super cheap. um even if you only buy it for the book I would recommend it. I will always yeah. recommend that book. <laughs> I literally have it on my wish list just to get this uh, uh, highly celebrated book that comes with it. Because the deck means nothing to me. I'm not a fan of Pip decks. I don't like Pip decks uh, really either. So, but but uh, I've only heard good things about the Kawaii Tarot white booklet that comes with it. And that it's just has this wonderful insight that is layman's terms and also esoteric can't get better than that so yeah. i i got into tarot because i joined this nerdy nerdy community called the offbeats <laughs> and because i was into witchy shit and shady was like join offbeats we talk about witchy shit <laughs> and, and then i get in there and everyone's obsessed with astrology and tarot and i'm like not what i was expecting and i'm not into astrology funny because now and I had had like my cards read by a couple people I don't remember one of the readings 
because we were all very, very drunk at a Splatoon land. But the other reading was my roommate at the time did a reading and I don't remember most of what he pulled, but I remember the Six of Swords and he's like, you're going to be going on a journey. And then two months later, he had become this toxic, abusive asshole and I left. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, you're like, here's my journey. (laughs) Uh, It's like, I wonder if you were, you know, trying to, you know, foretell something. So I got into tarot when I joined Offbeats. And when I first, I got my first deck, which is, this deck that I have right here is called the Efflorescent Tarot, which I oh, have never seen deck. anyone else have, but I love it. When I first got it, first of all, it didn't come with a little white book. It doesn't have one of those, but also like I got it and I got 78 degrees of wisdom at the same time. And I just didn't connect with this deck. I have sense, but I didn't connect with it initially. And 78 degrees of wisdom was too dense for me, not knowing any of the cards not knowing anything about tarot so i um put this deck aside and then i got the shadowscapes deck which is gorgeous because i was like i love it it's gorgeous let's go get it look there's my star um (laughs) again like i found it really difficult to read because it's very like fantasy like it's not typical imagery and so i put tarot aside for a while until i got my last unicorn deck and the day oh that's a great deck Because I had seen it the day I was shopping for my first deck. I had seen it and I was like, it's really expensive. It's like $80. And The Last Unicorn is my favorite movie. And it's gorgeous. But I'm like, that's a lot to spend on a deck when Mm. I don't read tarot. Like, I don't know anything about tarot. But, like, I kept thinking about it and I could not get it out of my head so like after three months I bought it and then I had to wait even longer because COVID and everything was shut down so um, but like from the moment I got it like I connected and I have been reading ever since like sometimes to start you you have to find the deck that you connect with Um, not just not just because everyone else has it not just because like you've heard it's a good deck to get but like yeah. like you have to get the one that you connect with the other Your mileage may vary the the flip side is a lot of people say start with the rider weight smith because that's hey. what a lot of a lot of the imagery in a lot of tarot cards like especially in america are based off of my first i deck have was... never had a rider weight smith deck <laughs> like my first um, deck was the rider weight smith deck and shortly after that like within a month i had gone and bought my own deck which is called the cosmic tarot and mm-hmm. um i was attracted to that one for it has very like romantic imagery it's very solid like illustrations mm-hmm. of people's faces, like, and mm-hmm. I attach to human expression. Mm-hmm. Um, I interpret better with human expression. And mm-hmm. it, it also is a very pastel gradient, colorful deck, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. pastel and rich at the same time. I don't want it's, Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I was looking for my first deck, I came across that one. I was like, oh. That one was my, that one I used for years before I replaced it, before I was Mm -hmm. able to replace it. Yeah. So I would say like first and foremost, find the deck that connects, that you connect to, um, because that was my biggest, biggest hurdle in learning tarot. Yeah. Yeah. And like, 
like I like this deck. I love this deck. I use it a lot now, but like I didn't for the first year because I didn't connect with it. And I had to get approximately 1600 other decks before right, I started right. using this one. I, um, I would recommend if you can to go to a local shop mm-hmm. that sells tarot decks because often they will mm-hmm. have a notebook that where you can see what the cards look like. Um, mm-hmm. It's okay. sometimes very hard to buy them online. Um, so if you can get out to a physical shop to actually yeah. see the cards that it that would be yeah, tangibly my, yeah. Um, and yeah. my, see a lot my of local deck shop pours now on youtube yeah, so yeah. that too like that too. youtube in the deck before yeah. you purchase it helps i do those that's very true <laughs> but um my local like my local witchcraft shop has a whole bunch of decks that are for shop use like you can sit down and just read with that's them cool. like while you're there and cool. it's nice because like you get to see all these different decks which I am just in love with the Linestrider tarot. It is gorgeous watercolor. I don't have it yet, but every time I go to the shop, I'm like, I'm going to read with this for a second. So yeah, actually seeing the cards and feeling them is really great. But if you can't do that, there are a lot of uh, YouTube videos that do like flip throughs and everything, including my own YouTube. I would say resource-wise for learning the cards, I also completely agree with sitting down with the cards and looking at them. And I, this is what um, I wanted to get back to. Laro Star asked way back, if you're learning to read, how can you know what's right or wrong? What I say is, for the most part, there isn't really a hard wrong in reading tarot for the most part. But there are clearly... I read a terrible tarot book the other month. With the imagery, you're going to see the card. You're going to get a feeling from this card. There are three swords stabbing this person in the heart. You're not getting warm, lighthearted feelings from this card. Aside from the terrible tarot book where it was like, good communication is happening here. And I was like... (laughs) What? <laughs> so this is this is the nine of swords and it's someone huddling in bed they're turned away from us and there's nine swords hanging over them on the wall and they're like hunched over covering their face and you just really get this feeling of anxiety of depression and can't sleep. you're like yeah the nightmares like, it's yeah. a card about it's a card about nightmares it's a card about anxiety worrying about things that are not actual tangible maybe not even happening at all because they're nightmares you're not going to look at this card and be like oh yeah they're getting a good night's sleep yes i from that there aren't really solid wrong interpretations for cards unless you're just really not looking at the imagery you'd have to try um, really hard to yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, like, <laughs> to do it wrong yeah for so, me it's just the cards like the world where it's just a uh, like a woman that's like standing up in the middle of the sky with like archetypical creatures around her yeah. a laurel wreath surrounding her obviously like you look at it and it feels like she's being celebrated but like mm-hmm. the meaning of the world card it's it's a lot more like spiritual and esoteric than that. And just looking at the ca- the card itself, like those cards and justice and like the hero fans and the high priest, the major arcana, they give me, general. they've always given me a pause and I've mm-hmm. always struggled. It's like just whenever justice comes up, I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> like, I never know what to do with this. Like, oh, <laughs> I, I feel like justice just speaks to me, but Libra rising. So I mean, like yeah. Libra, Libra is just, 
I wanted yeah. to get to my resources, though. Oh, sure, besides, sure. Besides intuitive reading. So we talked about 78 Degrees of Wisdom. A good, good, just like quick book is Tarot for Self-Care. It's just got like a paragraph, upright paragraph reversal. It is very soft, I would say, in yeah. its interpretations because it's self-care. But it's really good for quick interpretations. And then I have never gotten the Kawhi Tarot, so I don't know about that. But this is the Starman Tarot book that comes with the deck. The deck is really, really hard to read from. It's yeah. very esoteric. But the interpretations for the cards in this book are next to 78 Degrees of Wisdom for me. The interpretations mm -hmm. on these cards is so great. And every time I read one, I'm like, you like I know the cards. So I'm like, yeah. there's just like, there's a little nugget of wisdom. I love it. And my final resource for learning tarot is watch other tarot streamers watch them. Mm. I love watching Dugley and oh. Shady and Panthera because I always get like a little different angle of insight, a different perspective. Yeah. So that, that's my final. I'm, I'm just promoing all of you. <laughs> well, so how i discovered tarot it was at a time where i was looking to get into twitch streaming i was feeling kind of like unfulfilled with my day-to-day -day life so i was like oh twitch streaming because i was trying i was kind of breaking away from cosplay at the time and cosplay was kind of connected to why i wanted to twitch stream but i discovered hey shitty ladies tutorials oh what do you know by the way <laughs> she makes off tutorials probably check out um, and i followed you on twitch and you were doing tarot readings one night and i think i won like a giveaway or something and <laughs> i was like what, whatever like i've never had a tarot reading before and complete skeptic and it blew my mind like i was like how you you don't know me like i was like brand new into the Ooh, channel i was the barefoot oh, hippie boy to you <laughs> you were my barefoot hippie boy oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it blew my mind and i was like what is this wait i need to understand i need to learn and like i'm sure most of you guys who are skeptical is like now i have to prove it to myself like how does this work i've got to test it like a thousand times now and see if this this result these results continue to appear right so it was okay now i need to get my own tarot deck now i need to do research and blah 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 because i didn't i don't half-ass things <laughs> it's like if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do it and that's when the obsession began but my first deck was the the wild unknown tarot which i love it's very nature-based imagery i have a really hard time with human-based imagery so the standard writer wait smith and everything i was just not not called to it at all but like this deck i mean here's the hermit card if i can get it to focus it's a little turtle. maybe it'll just show mm. back here. it's a little turtle in a show <laughs> so i i felt really drawn to this deck because i'm an animal person um as i'm sure you guys know if you've been around my channel but yeah that's where my obsession started and then tarot kind of led me into witchcraft as a whole and then for a while witchcraft just completely took over and tarot was kind of like a back burner it was like a tool that i used on occasion but it wasn't anything that I like really focused on for a while and so I read just kind of for myself casually for about five years or so and then this past summer I had created my my blog on witchcraft and my my new Instagram account on witchcraft and I was I had stopped tarot streaming or twitch streaming and started mm -hmm. thinking about doing like witchcraft content on Twitch. And that was when the tarot uh, category here on Twitch, it was pretty new. So it was a, a pretty good place for new people to grow. And since I had been inactive on Twitch for a while, um, it was like kind of starting from scratch. So 
I just jumped in head first and that was one of like the best decisions I've ever made. Aww. It's been awesome. I learned so much since then. Reading for other people, it like it changes everything. Yeah. The amount that I learned in that first month versus like the entire five years before, it, it totally eclipses it, which is crazy. Yeah. There's so many no people have cold feet. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. And they're so scared of giving people right? the wrong advice. Yeah. But that's the only way you get better. Exactly, exactly. So I guess now going to like my resources and everything, I, I do have a video actually on how to read tarot for beginners. So I'm going to be dropping that mm. here in the chat if you want to shave it, pop it up in that tab and save it And we'll later. make sure that the oh. link for the podcast listeners is in the show notes at the blog at celestialcafe.org. But yeah, so I kind of walk you through this there on, of how I would recommend you to get into tarot reading and or how I would look back to myself and recommend myself to get into tarot reading. I recommend getting a good deck that starts with a guidebook, especially when you're into new things, getting something that comes with a good, a good guide book, if I can speak today, bleh, is so like irreplaceable because especially with new hobbies, if you're like me, I get like hyper obsessed and I spend a ton of money and then I stop and I never go back to that hobby. So just, to, yeah. you know, spend a bare minimum first with, with anything, right? Uh, make sure that this is something that you enjoy, that you like. So just get your, your nice little deck. I, I love the Wild Unknown. Looking back now, I don't know if I would recommend this to beginners because some of the imagery I is a little... I don't think it's beginner-friendly at all. I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it worked for you, so... It worked exactly. well for me. I'm, I'm a big animal person. So, like, yeah. I see a picture of a turtle, I can pull... I have, like... A, herpetology yeah. classes I've taken I can I could go off of a tortoise <laughs> yeah but, I think um, I think also can. when we talk about good beginner decks it's definitely dependent on the person like some people yeah. might find that a great beginner deck mm -hmm. many won't but yeah. there are exceptions for sure like it does come with a good guidebook which is mm -hmm. what I was saying yeah. so it a good one it's got images it's good to reference um the light sears tarot also has like a really good guidebook for it but like oh, okay. you know you something with a decent sized guidebook that goes through and at least gives you keywords and then a description of the card is what i consider to be like bare minimum so what i like to do when i get a new deck or if i was recommending somebody else to start reading is to flip through like pull a card that is like drawn to you or go ahead and pull a card like as a reading and treat it as a flash card Look at the card, try to guess what it is, what it means, use just the symbolism, the colors, the imagery, and just create your own explanation, description for what this card means before you even look at anything else, before you Google, before you look at the guidebook. And then what you're going to do is you're going to yeah. kind of quiz yourself and compare what you came up with to what the internet says, what the guidebook says, etc. And that, number one, like quizzing is like, it just makes you remember things better. It's just like a proven, like the more that you quiz yourself, the more actively something's gonna stick in your memory. But also it allows you to reference your own meanings more confidently. It's gonna help build that confidence in your intuition that you already have. Yeah, I, especially when I actually worked in an office before I quit to be a full-time student forever but I would like pull a card and just like sit it on my desk and look at it throughout the day and just be like okay what do I see now what do I see now and just think on it all day and then journal about it later and I still do that like now I'm trying to familiarize myself with the Starman and Tarot because as an example like there's a lot going on on 
every card there's sacred geometry there's like a ton of like colors and it's like, like a vibrant of... hermetic tarot it's, yeah it's a very dip this is not like, even intermediate that's an advanced tarot it deck. is it's very it difficult is. yeah but like now i go through and i do that again with these i pull a card and i look at it and i sit down and look at him like what's like what imagery and i'm getting so much out of these cards i get sensory but, but, like, overload from that deck to be honest <laughs> it, it oh, definitely sure. can it definitely can for sure uh which is why like i don't even read with it right now i just sit and study one card at a time but like even as like starting out you can do that with any deck and i recommend that and even there, there's also like sort of a magic to just trusting what cards come up and just kind of reading it when i started as well like i uh it's me a while before i started reading intuitively because i was just happy to be there and i was just happy to be slinging cards and reading directly from the book and there are multiple times i mean i remember like for example just sort of pulling like the devil and then i'm like okay um uh trust trust in your instincts uh transcending pain but it's also could be uh ambition and what does it say here uh pessimism envy and then i look up and there's just like tears rolling down their face you know and sometimes like and it's like oh okay okay i had a, I it's had a cord here <laughs> yeah uh despite me just you know reading directly from the book and it, it's there, there's also just a magic and just because then you know you can start to dig into that it's like what you know is it you know transcending through the pain like what what pain are you like dealing with right now and what are you trying you know like then you can start to dig into the what's and why's and how's of it yeah exactly and and so sometimes leading with the book as a beginner i think can be helpful yeah. because then for, first of all i think it also like puts trust into tarot for you especially if you're a skeptic because like what are you doing you're just shuffling a deck and whatever comes out comes out the most you can do is guarantee a good shuffle and then from there who knows uh things start to hit things start to click and it's just like that trust in like oh wow this is hitting I am doing something here, <laughs> despite me just reading directly from a book. And I think that strengthens the trust between you and tarot in and of itself. Either way, I, I think the main thing that I think all of us can go away from with this is just read, read, read tarot. Just mm -hmm. Give readings, especially giving readings to others. You can read for yourself as, as much as you want. I, I, in fact, know many people who don't read for themselves. I think you should do that, too. The more you read for others, the more feedback you get, you, greater conversation happens, and it, it's just going to skyrocket your intuition, your ability to infer what each card represents and grow from there. I, I also explosive. I also recommend um, journaling, like tarot journaling, um, especially like when you're first starting out. What if you are reading for yourself or someone that you can check in with later? Just write down like the cards and what you thought about the reading, what imagery you got, and what feelings you got from the reading. And then three months down the line, go back and read it. And it is amazing how even as a new beginner, how spot on things can be. Yeah, so. I agree with that. That helps you gain confidence as well as mm -hmm. like trusting the cards and trusting your intuition too. Uh, recording my uh, tarot readings is one of the biggest things that helped me with not being a skeptic anymore. It's like, mm -hmm. cause you'd notice those patterns and it's just crazy. Yeah. And it's like proof, mm -hmm. right? It's like a lab experiment. Like it, you mm -hmm. go through and you test mm -hmm. and you test and then you're getting mm -hmm. consistent results. It's a little crazy. <laughs> Hypothesis to solutions. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. the scientific process a magical lens and i appreciate it yeah absolutely i'm a firm believer that like magic is just science that we don't understand yet yeah 
Definitely. Yeah. I agree with that. There's yep. um, a question in the chat about the Thoth uh, discipline, Ooh. the Thoth tarot deck. Oh. Highly advanced deck. It's again, Really? You don't think so? I think well, beginners can pick up Thoth. It's different. I, I think that's intermediate. Thoth is literally abstract colors on a card. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> With like so... a like a like a, a like the full card of the Thoth deck is just a guy standing there with like circles drawn around him in green. Like I don't think that the intuitive imagery of the Thoth deck is strong for beginners at all. I think that it's more like esoteric. It's a deeper, it's advanced. I would certainly call it advanced. So the only reason why I call it a beginner's deck, I don't think it's a beginner's deck for everyone, but I think the amount of stories I've heard about people's first tarot deck being the Thoth deck alone you they go into an uh, a metaphysical store and they're like it's a good initiation deck, deck then they're like holy moly that's the deck this is the one that calls to me and on top of that thoth works completely different from writer wade smith it has its own language yeah I, I think beginners can also pick up thoth if you're not feeling called to thoth then i don't think that you you should force yourself into it because i think it's a very specific discipline and a very specific education yeah uh, i'm just thinking about some of the cards on it and i'm like i I, it's abstract. I would use the word abstract to describe Thoth. So Rider Waite Smith is more mundane with like the mm -hmm. fool taking the step off to the cliff and Thoth is more. Mm -hmm. So if you're more attracted to abstract sacred geometry, colors, forces of like the, the movement and alchemy. And, and if that is something that you're more intuitively drawn to. Yeah, sure. I Maybe it's not a good, maybe I don't see it as a beginner deck for me. And maybe this is very subjective to ask what is a good either. beginner deck. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, fair. How do we it's actually is like the simile and thought is like the metaphor? Yes. <laughs> it's like absolutely. Absolutely. It is actually the thing that, like, the thing I want to study next in my tarot journey. Um, I have, uh, because I'm me, I have a book <laughs> about, I don't even have the deck. I have a book about understanding uh, the Thoth deck. And um, and just, like, that's the next step that I want to Like, the metaphor study, I was but... doing earlier, like, we're the faucet and the water's coming out of us. That's very Rider Waite Smith. And the Thoth deck would just be a circle with three lines drawn through the circle. Okay. <laughs> And like a, a whooshing kind of like color, like like imagine someone with a paintbrush painting downward stripes of energy through the circle. Like that would be the Thoth deck. It's more right. abstract and symbolic. <laughs> and that calls to people more sometimes. True, it can. And, yeah. and uh, to uh, others, they might see Rider Waite Smith and be like, boring. I'd rather True. rack my brain True. and tap into my inner uh alistair crowley and just uh crowley. sink he's the one who made thoughts <laughs> i know so he so, and just sort of channel this this completely different energy field uh of tarot honestly we could probably fill a whole chat but uh and it, if we I, want to we would also add the marseille deck i feel well. like i feel like we could probably revisit another episode about tarot because we're we're over two hours right now and <laughs> so that's going to conclude our first part, I suppose, of our our tarot deep dive. The next episode of the Celestial Cafe podcast is going to be in about two weeks from now. It's going to be around the full moon in uh, August, which is, I want to say the full moon in August is the 17th. Is that right? The 11th. We the have 11th. a date picked out already. 
don't do we? we let me double check okay you tell me so. so it'll be the second week of august is going to be our next episode of celestial cafe podcast and don't forget you can check out our website at celestialcafe.org to find the links for our instagram and uh twitter you can join our discord Nine. server and follow us on youtube subscribe to our youtube channel so you can see these at later dates if you want to revisit the conversation um or if you miss parts during the live stream and we're also available on all the podcasting apps like apple podcasts and spotify so if you're listening in and you don't mind dropping us a review on those podcasting platforms that would be really awesome and very helpful for the show um subscribe to us on youtube we're only about 80 away from getting our custom url so it'll be easier easier for us to tell the tell where the channel's coming from and then we'd love to see you tune in with us in two weeks on august 9th at around 6 or 7 p.m eastern standard time for our next episode where we're going to be talking about the full moon in august do we know what sign that's in aquarius full moon in aquarius next month all right so we'll be chatting about that in a couple of weeks and i have been one of your hosts hey shady lady and if you would like to hang out i'm at hey shady lady on all social media hi i'm dukesley d-o-o-g-s-l-e-y dukesley and i oh god i don't do much of anything these days i'm, I'm honestly in um a deep depression anyone feeling that from me today no that's good you're uh, killing I'm it glad. no yeah. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh I'm glad uh, I'm happy to be here to talk about tarot straight up. Uh I I I'm just going to be streaming soon. <sighs> I'm working on it. I I I keep getting thrown some pretty crazy curveballs, so bear with me. But if you liked what I had to say about tarot and felt resonated with and and I don't know, validated and and you want to receive some of my personal tarot guidance, I have a website called phasey.love, F-A-E-Z-I dot love. And I love tarot. I love to talk about it. I love to talk with it and uh, give insight using its magic. So thank you for listening. I can hear it. Everyone. <laughs> we're just looking at each other like you. You're too polite. Someone's gonna jump in. I'm Panthera. Um, I'm the Feral and Witch. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash/PanthraFeralandWitch. I also make YouTube videos and blog content, and I, I sell tarot readings as well on my website. And I'm actually in the process of launching my physical item shop which is very exciting so that'll be on my blog it'll be cheaper on my blog this is an fyi but i'm going to be selling spell kits so like a diy give you the materials and you can in the instructions and you do the spell yourself uh spell oils which you guys have all received a, a tester. Yes. They, work. they work amazing so <laughs> yeah so. Yep. <laughs> so I don't know where my camera is. Out. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy how they came out. They're very pretty. I've got one over they here. And, and, and they work and, like, amazing. Just, just saying. Oh. Um, I'm also gonna do like spell sachets, maybe some bottles and things like that. So it'll be like in custom spell work as well too. Will be available there, which is like I do a spell for you. Um, so all kinds of stuff. It's going to be very exciting. And I'm also in the process of launching a Patreon, uh, which is also very exciting. Question so mark, exclamation like, point. Oh, my God. Book club, like custom book of shadows, printables, and things like that. All kinds of really fun stuff. So, yeah, if you're interested, definitely give me a follow on my stuff. It's great. <laughs> and I am Fuchsia. I make a lot of content under the name Lunar Libraries. I do YouTube videos about all sorts of 
magical witchy stuff a lot of tarot uh flip throughs of my million decks and um my most recent video is all about my past year working with aphrodite so if you're interested in this beautiful goddess of love um then you should check out that video aphrodite is tight and uh and i make candles and spell bottles on my etsy shop and i will actually be I, i'll still have my etsy shop but i'm going to be setting up a shop on my website lunarlibraries.com um, where i will also have tarot readings you can get tarot readings from me on my coffee ko-fi whatever Kofi. Kofi. I just learned that. But everything will eventually be moving to my website once I am no longer working and can sit down and actually code it and make it look nice. So Ooh. I'm excited. Um, but right, yeah, cool. that's pretty much me. Thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to the Celestial Cafe podcast. We will see you in a couple of weeks for the full moon in Aquarius episode, which will be happening live on Twitch on August 9th. And uh, yeah, thank you everyone again. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, friends. <laughs>